Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Arndt Eriksson, and welcome to the Marketing at Heart podcast. For those of you who have no background on me, I'm a longtime admin and entrepreneur with a focus on strategy and innovation and a mission to simplify the complexity of marketing. I am also the creator of 5 Minute Friday, which is on YouTube every week with now more than a million downloads. But this podcast is all about compelling conversations with interesting people and their perspective and insights on everything connected to marketing. Today's guest is one of the most influential digital entrepreneurs out there, who started his career by creating a lemonade franchise at a very young age, later moving on to be the hustler of baseball cards and then entering the family business, which transformed him to a visionary on YouTube with his daily videos about wine, as well as using Twitter as the catalyst to listen to and engage with his audience. I met him back the first time in London 2008, and we have met on numerous occasions since then. I think it's safe to say that we have grown a good connection over the years. I'm talking about the one, the only, Gary Vaynerchuk. So please join me for this 20-minute podcast where we touch into the persona, his perspectives on marketing, his favorite curse word, and the person he would love to meet in real life. Here we go. It's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Marketing at Heart podcast. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, first question. What would you consider to be the tipping point of your career? Uh, I think there's a couple. Uh, the first one that popped into my mind, ironically, was a traditional media play. It was when I showed up on the Conan O'Brien show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a summer of 2007. I'd been doing Wine Library TV for about 15, 16 months. I had kind of entrenched myself into the Web 2.0 movement. I was somewhat of a Twitter personality. I had my, I had my wine vlog. Uh, but going on television yeah. in a 2007 world, a, a big enough show like Conan, Late Night, Cultural, YouTube had just kind of started and Late Night Clips were doing well. Yeah. So SNL and, and you know, and. Jay Leno and things of that nature. And so the whole internet stopped, boing boing. 
and Slashdot and Dig and you know Anil Dash and Andy, like all the players were giving me love. And you know, I got, I remember I was in the green room and I got DMs from people that were real tech TV, internet people that I looked up to mm-hmm. saying things like, don't let us down or you got this, this is for us. It was a big flag bearing moment for me for an internet emerging celebrity to go cross over to mainstream. Yeah. I would say that was one that pops in my mind. Yeah. Um, I would also say my the contract I signed with Wine Spectator to be an advertiser in the Wine Spectator for the whole year mm-hmm. in one of the best spots in the magazine. That was a big moment for Wine Library, the first New York Times ad. Yeah. So some of those first marketing executions. Um, obviously making the investments in Facebook and Twitter and things of those nature were really big. And then, and then the Web 2.0 Summit keynote mm-hmm. that I gave, Smurf It Up, Stop Watching Lost, that talk <laughs> led to me sign, signing a book deal. Crush It, No Question became the uh, moment that I kind of transitioned from just being a wine guy to maybe talking about personal brands, business, entrepreneurship, so, you know, those are some of the highlights. Just some, yeah. Um, so to follow up that, because it sounds like how much of that journey was according to your playbook? None. None. Because there is no playbook other than, <laughs> you know, I, it all depends on playbook, right? Yeah. I think at the macro, my playbook is this fun chase of buying the New York Jets, right? Mm. So I try to win in business yeah. because I'm going to need the money. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, in other ways a lot. I made a commitment in 1994 that the internet was gonna be the biggest technology that ever happened to man, not a fad. Mm. There's a lot of people who didn't agree with me in 1994, five, six, seven. True, true. Uh, So it all depends on how you wanna look at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I wanna ask how big do you think the gap is between Gary Vee, the online public persona, and Gary Vaynerchuk, the dad, the son, and the husband? Probably in the way that you're asking the question. You know, (laughs) it's funny, I answered the same way last time. I think a lot and a little, meaning, you know, I think people would be surprised um, in certain ways. I can check out, I don't need my phone every second. Mm. I think think some of my best features play out one-on-one. That I don't, you know, I think that uh, when there's a camera or a lot of people in front of me, there's a showmanship. I don't, I don't wanna call it a shtick because I think that would mean it deviates from who I am. Yeah. So I think in the way that all of us know, like a comedian's really funny and this and that, but then you meet them in person it's not and they're funny. not, <laughs> and they're like maybe even weird a little bit. I think I am a little bit of what you see. Mm-hmm. Like I think my exuberance, optimism, high energy kind of, You've gotten to know me a little bit. Like it's probably a lot more similar than people realize. It is, yeah. But there's a different version one-on-one. I think, and I take this as feedback from people that are closest to me, the meeting you and I had with, you know, the uh, airline company, Mm -hmm. I think those meetings are where I get to show my strength. Yeah. Because I'm not talking in generalities. I can get very, I'm I'm much deeper, I think, than people realize. Yeah. But I'm unable to do that with content because I don't think that brings as much value. Uh, or it doesn't come as natural to me because when I go deeper, like the 180 Instagram strategy or other things, people tend to enjoy it. Mm. Um, so I think it's a less 
excited version of myself which probably makes me a lot more consumable to more people. Mm-hmm. I feel like the version of me in real life would be far more popular than the version of me <laughs> in content. <laughs> you agree with that, D-Rock? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I wouldn't alienate as many people. True, uh, true. Because it's, but I can't help it. It's not, like I, it's not like I try to curse or be crazy. It's what not, I, I think I'm very good at being authentic. Yeah. And who I am authentically with, you know, me and Eric having dinner versus me giving a speech to 50,000 people versus me doing a podcast right now. I'm always me. There's versions of me, like there's versions of everybody. Uh, so I think very similar and different. Yeah, okay. What do you think? What do you think? I agree, I agree. So I, like, I noticed when I was in a meeting with you, I was impressed how grounded and how focused and how deep you went. Right, not general, not sizzle. Yeah, not the one like... Yeah. You know, no, out no, no. there, yeah. But but at the same time, like bringing energy, bringing focus, and bringing value, which what you do, like the both both the energetic like showmanship kind of Gary is. I, value. I think the point that you brought up that's super important. I think people are attracted to me in smaller environments because I do the same thing that I do in camera in public that I do one on one, which is I try to bring value. And yeah. as you can imagine, if it's concentrated as one person you know, you're gonna feel more of that value because it's not amortized across 80, you know, when I do a, when I'm doing this right now and I know it's your first one, but my mindset is over the course of the next 50 years that this is gonna be consumed millions of times. And so I have to, I, I can't help but know that truth versus if I'm talking to you about your career strategy or, 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 D-Rock wants to talk about, you know, his parents or my brother, like whatever, like, you know, that's going to be a very different one thing. So I think value gets spread out in the bigger the audience is and so concentrated it, it comes very valuable. Yeah, good. Speaking of looking back, looking forward 40 to 50 years, <laughs> uh, what do you take on the fact that the ad word is being shaken at the moment? Uh, WP forecasting oh. like zero growth, Publicist is struggling, everyone else is struggling. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. I think, um, I think what an incredible run. And also given like you, like you said, your tipping point was the main media, mainstream media. Yeah, and then yeah. now, what is happening with advertising? Look, that's 11 years ago. Yeah, I know. You know, like, like today being on Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers could not even have, wouldn't be even remotely close to the same moment. No. But like, look, 35 years ago, being featured on 60 Minutes made you famous. I mean, Ed Sullivan made people famous on one appearance. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's just not gonna happen anymore. The long tail of the internet has been created. Um, Look, the ad world, the big holding companies had an incredible 40-year run. Mm. Unbelievable banking M&A execution. Uh, But I think the gig is up, I really do, and I think you know, I think Martin Sorrell no longer being at the helm of WPP as the most successful of that bunch is, is probably a symbolic moment yeah. for the ad world that I think many will look back at 50 years from now and realize, okay, that was the moment. Even though that's not the moment, it's been happening, it's gonna it's continue gonna to happen. Like a, yeah. It'll be like a stake in the ground. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, the, I think that the biggest brands in the world are starting to realize that Big holding companies that are publicly traded inevitably can't bring the most value because of their inherent own need for their own profit margin, the EBITDA, in a world of fragmentation and skill set where, where to be successful in today's modern media world, 
you have to have a lot of practitionership and a lot of detail and it's not a lot of blunt objects like television and outdoor or programmatic. And so yeah, I, I, think the, I think the energy's in the air and I think like every industry, you have big and then you have small and then you have big and then you have small. Yeah. I think we're gonna see the era over the next 20, 30 years of deep consolidation, fragmentation, more independence and then you know, the next Martin Sorrell, Mary Sorek is gonna come <laughs> along and she's gonna consolidate everything up 30 years from now when we forgot the independent, you know, it's the yeah. same old shit. True, true. But do you think that marketing in itself is gonna change in 30, 40? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's going to be more the technology. Attention of consumer is what marketing is based on. Yeah, and the technology with voice and VR and AR, the cat's out of the bag. We, you know, blockchain. There's big destruction. Forget about the internet eating up traditional. Yeah, that's already happened and will continue to. Yeah. What about if the blockchain ate up the internet? Yeah. What if what if virtual reality eats up everything? Mm. So I think I think you know. Look, for example, marketing. Google search gets a lot of business. I don't think anybody is confused that search is gonna move to voice over the next couple decades True. in a meaningful way. Yeah. Uh, that's a big change. It is, yeah. Uh, and so we went from yellow pages to Google. I mean, people forgot the yellow pages. Yeah. I mean, the yellow pages and whatever version across the globe of the people listening you had, there was a directory book that people used. Yeah, True. I, uh, and so, that and I mean, we remember that. We're old. We're old. I mean, I, I, I advertised in the yellow pages. Yeah. I, as a practitioner of marketing, marketed in the yellow pages. Yeah. So, you know, I, I laugh when people are naive and say, "Well, no, search will never go away." That's what people said about the yellow pages. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about all the twists and turns because I tend to do well in those environments because I don't hold the past in any romantic point of view. No. Getting back to attentionalism, like you said, you're a day, trade, day trader of attention. Yes. With all that content that is being produced, like 
there's massive, massive, massive amounts of brands speaking to you and people being publishers as well. As a young entrepreneur today, like, what are you going to do to go through the static? First of all, you have to speak your truth. Yeah. You know, I think there's no way to break through without the truth. So that's my biggest recommendation. Mm-hmm. For example, too many young people fake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people, you know, uh, for example, back to our world, the marketing world, yeah. there's, there's three or four or five individuals out there that are trying to make a name for themselves by disagreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, true. When I dig into them out of curiosity and try to learn and try to, I, I, like, to val- I like to value other people's opinions. Yeah. Uh, they're only pushing their company. Mm. They're only disagreeing with me because their company makes money in the thing that I disagree with. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a vulnerability. I, don't, I believe that individual, if he or she got another job for a different company, yeah. would then change their tune. Absolutely. Literally, you know, and these are mid-tier, none of them tend to own their own company. Mm. They're a couple of upper management or the face of or kind of upper middle. Yeah. When they go and work for Facebook, they're going to change their tune. True, true. Yeah, so, it's, it's popularity marketing. So I think, that, um, I think that I speak my truth. I built my personal brand, my family's liquor store business, the startups I've made money on, and then I make it what VaynerMedia does, not the other way around. Mm. And I think that that's my truth. And I think for somebody to break through, they need to speak their truth. For example... I think you'll break through with this content if you speak about the transition of a man that grew up in the traditional marketing world, has always been in, uh, clearly, I mean, I know how long you've been paying attention to my stuff. You've always had the right intuition. And I think you have a seat at the, you know, I, have, I come from an outsider's point of view from Madison Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have a great seat at the table as somebody who's been in the machine and has a perspective. And then there's people who have a, who, it, listen, if. I always respect people. I spend a lot of time battling with people mm-hmm. out of sheer, like, having strong points of view. I enjoy when I'm at can at 10.30 at night having a glass of rosé, and I actually go, oh, this woman actually believes that television is a better execution than Facebook. Mm-hmm. I disagree, yeah. but when I realize, and sometimes this happens, that she actually believes it, mm-hmm versus it's where she makes her money or what she's supposed to do. First of all, I respect it a lot more. And then I usually go into the next part, which is, has she ever sold anything that her life required? Yeah. And that's usually where they tend to lose. Um, But I think the truth. Mm. If you're a 24-year-old copywriter, articles and posts around going through the ringer or, you know, the truth. Yep. If you're a fisherman, why do you catch fish? <laughs> like, what are you good at? Like, yeah. the truth will break through. Yeah. Everything else is going to be hard. Mm. True, true. So, one thing that I, some, I think many maybe wonder, like, you are this energetic, high, highly motivated kind of guy. Do you ever get a low? And how do you get out of it? I get into lows when, uh, I, when there's health scares in my family. Yeah. That puts me into an extreme low. Mm. Um, I get into day-to-day, I get into five to seven, 11 minute lows mm. here and there at business. Mm. Um, the reason I say five to seven to 11 minutes is I think perspective matters. Mm. And I think that uh, 
I think that I'm surprised that people let failures, micro failures, hold them down. Mm. You know, if my if VaynerMedia goes out of business, as deeply as I've made business my identity, I'm sure I would struggle with that. Yeah. Sure. Now I think there'd be a part of me that is exciting <laughs> because I think I would get shit on quite a bit. Yeah. That's what happens when you have success. I think there's a no question a natural pushback, and I would deserve it. Mm. I would deserve all the comments. Um, but I even think I would get out of that because I have perspective. To me, it's the way I get out of it to answer you directly is I value health over everything mm. and I mean it. Yeah. I don't just say it. Mm. And so um, I have very good perspective. I don't need a lot of, I don't need stuff to make me happy. Mm. I'm, I love climbing. Okay. So if I went to zero and lost all my fancy amenities, you know, anemones, what is it? Amenities. Amenities, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't need a nice car or house or paintings or vacations or food. I really don't. Nope. I really don't. I need the game. Mm. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that strikes me. Um, you need the um, game. <laughs> I need the game. And that's a huge advantage. Yeah. And I wish people loved the process. I genuinely believe the happiest people are the people that love the process more than the riches that come along with it. Yeah. Uh, or are, that's the plus, and then the minus are, I need the game more than I value people's opinions on how I play the game. Mm. And I think people's opinions on how you play the game or the expectations of the trophies uh, after you win the game are the reason people struggle. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense? Makes sense, absolutely. You either want the stuff or you want the admiration and when people, you know, and so I love admiration, I love to be admired, but I'm okay with being disdained or misunderstood because I believe that in the end, it all plays out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big buyer of the truth. Yeah, again, it, it comes back to the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. being yourself, knowing I'm who you are. I'm not perfect, like I, I am excited to have the, when I'm analyzed, all the losses on my resume, professionally, personally, uh, I feel will be deserved. Yeah, you know. There's one thing I, I remember when you were in Stockholm and, and on your on the stage. You were on stage there at the conference, and you said that you had enormous guilt to your parents. Mm. That and, I'm driven by guilt. Yeah, and and to me, like the word guilt is like such a heavy negative, negative word. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of like, what do you mean by that? Like, what's what's the force behind it? I'm not confused. You know, when people say you're lucky. Mm. You know, it's hard for me not to recognize that my circumstance created me. Mm. All of them. My parents creating me. Me being born in the Soviet Union and, be, you know, my mom, for example, other people were born in the Soviet Union, other people were born poor in America, but did other people have an extremely cheap mother? Mm. My mom being so frugal and cheap ended up becoming one of my great advantages. Mm. Yeah. You know, like like not being entitled. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up in a environment uh, in the U.S. where I don't feel like we were as far along of prosperity. It was the early 80s. We were just coming out of a bad recession in the 70s. Yeah. We were not that far off from Vietnam. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't the 90s and 2000s. No, no. Uh, uh, and then most of all, a mother who instilled enormous positivity and self-belief in me. Mm. You know, most most people are not born to the mother that I was born to. And then a father who's who instilled a work ethic that, look, I, you know, 
let's call it what it is. Forget about my own propaganda and how I perpetuate it. I don't know a lot of people that outwork me. No. <laughs> no. I've been looking. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, and by the way, you know, I don't think most people should work as hard as me. Like, but the reality is this. I'm outrageously happy. Mm. And a lot of good things happen to me, both on all extremes of yeah. love and entitlement. A lot of things went my way. Yeah. I can't not feel a level of guilt that I don't think, I do not believe that you or Eric got that. Now, you might have, you might have got it better. I just don't believe it. (laughs) Thus, thus I feel like that, you know, it's very hard for me, it's hard for me to carry an ego. Yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons I, so I will tell you back to an earlier question, I think the biggest thing that people say to me when they really get to know me is, the ego and bravado is obvious outwardly. Mm. The yeah. humility is not. Mm. And inwardly, yeah. the humility is over the top. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I guess. I mean, like, I'm at a point in my career where this is the stupidest use of my 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, no, no. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. like really play for a minute. I, yeah. think I want people to learn. Yeah. The fuck am I doing here? Mm. You're smart. Yeah. I'm doing this because I love the idea that I know that your podcast is now already a success <laughs> because you're gonna be able to leverage me as your guest. And I will. Oh, I know. And it's going to, it's going to matter. And you're gonna help me. <laughs> Probably, but even without it. Yeah. Just you reaching out yeah. to 13 people, seven of which will do your show, yeah. just because I did. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that takes a level of humility, although that's why I feel guilty. I feel like I was perfectly parented in the perfect circumstances at the perfect time and that's why I believe that I have outwardly, I believe that I will have outwardly overexpanding, disproportionately big success and impact and legacy mm-hmm. and I think that that's a byproduct of those things and I think what I'm very good at is innately understanding things very early. Yeah. I think I knew who I was a long, long time ago I think today, Mm. me saying to you, as a casual, maybe closer observer of me, that hey, I'm gonna be all time, is a lot more believable than it was eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) And I think that that is gonna play out. I think, I don't think people understand where this is going, and uh, that's why I feel guilt. Yeah. Let's do rapid questions. Rapid, yes, that's Because I see we have to go. What's your most favorite, favorite word? Hustle. What's your least favorite word? Entitlement. What's your best curse word? Fuck. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> is there anyone you would like to meet in real life? Actually, that you have... dick face is a good one. When I see dick face, I, it was such a Jersey thing. People get crazy when I say that. So go ahead. Dick is face. There anyone... Okay. Is there anyone you would like to meet in real life that you haven't yet and why? Uh, I'd love to meet. That's a great question. Um, I'm sure uh, Vince McMahon comes to mind, Jeff Bezos comes to mind, uh, Meg Whitman comes to mind. There's, there's a lot of people. Me, uh, Marissa Mayer comes to mind. There's people I adm- I'm intrigued by, admire, curious of. Yeah, okay. What will you do the day you buy the Jets? Cry. <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> I will cry for a lot of different reasons, but I will cry. Yeah. I will absolutely cry. It will be... You know, we're talking about, at the time that I do it, 55, 60, 65 
years of me talking to myself about a, a novel mission to accomplish something like that, yeah. it's emotional. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Bye, everyone. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.